Welcome back, everybody, from a quick three-week break. Should we start there? We can start there. It's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> no, it is embarrassing. <laughs> we were on a roll, I think, for quite a long time, and then all of a sudden, Tampa, Florida happened, and then uh, I think we just kind of thought we were busy. And I think we were busy. <laughs> I was going to say thought we were busy. We've been a little busy. But define busy. Define busy? Nah, I don't want to busy is a relative term. It is. So the big question is this. How are leaders like you that recognize people and technology are the backbone of the company they're building continue to make progress when they have no clear idea on how to develop individuals and utilize technology in a way that helps them remain profitable? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is Tom and Michaela, and welcome to the Heart and Hustle podcast. But you know what I have got to figure out, though, and I've been watching you from afar for these past two weeks. It's like my world, I've been me inside the IT world, I think, up until really these past month, maybe month and a half. I'm gone a lot. I'm visiting people. I am. I'm in their world. I am. I am conversing with them, meeting with them, um, working with them. And then, like a month ago, this all flipped. <laughs> it totally and flipped. And here I am, hunkered out, <laughs> <laughs> working all by your lonesome in the working nest. Working all by my lonesome <laughs> in the nest, and got my team and everything else. I'm like. Where's my partner in crime? She'd be gone. <laughs> I am out. And <laughs> she's racking up the miles on the vehicles. Yeah. So. Yeah, it it's it's kind of a little bit of a role reversal for us because. And I'm I all was, about role reversal, but. <laughs> I was always at home, you know, or at the yeah, office. You're doing my thing. Yeah. I was always working. Yeah, you're all misstable. You're here. You're always holding down the the office everybody here and i'm calling in for updates or vice versa and now it's like completely just swapped yeah i know it is i, don't know. I think it's good i think it's bad but kinda <laughs> it's figure good that and one bad out. is it good or is it bad i don't know but i have got to you know these past few weeks so i've been watching you and watching you very closely and i have i'm struggling to figure out which side of the coin that you are actually on. <laughs> what do you mean by that? I mean, like, are, are you really on the employer side with the clients that you're working with or on the employee side in which the clients you're working with? Because I'm kind of seeing like yes. this yin in this yang pole yes. from you. 100%. Both. Yes. Yes, yes, and amen. But where yes. where do you want to be? I mean, literally, it's like we get this call and says, "Mr. Kayla, we have to go let somebody go," and you hop in your car, you drive a hundred miles to help somebody gracefully let somebody go in a place that you've never been, someone you never met, but had a job to do on behalf of the company, and that's hard. That's not easy. That's not easy. Not easy. No, it's not easy. I think HR is like you watch these podcasts or these vlogs or these blogs. You read all about it. And HR H podcasts are boring. They're so boring. And they're so crappy produced. They're, 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 they're like B-rated movies like, like 
it's crap. They don't have a have a, a Victoria or somebody else to edit. But but it's it's funny. It's like every single one starts out. You know, I'm here to discuss policy and procedure and and compliance and and it's like that's boring. It is boring, but it's, it's part of it. It's, it's needed. part of it. It's, it's part of it's it. It's like a necessary evil. But it's like that's that's the crust. Yes. Of the banana pudding. Mm-hmm. And we, we made some kick-ass banana pudding we did. pie this weekend. We did. But you think of it, and it's like you got to have that policy and procedure. you got to have that, that base layer. But mm-hmm. then you got to add some bananas on there. you you got to add some, some difference. And then you add some pudding. <laughs> you definitely have to add the whipped cream. You do. And, and it's funny because I just feel that... HR in general, and I don't even like the term HR. I don't even like the term human resources. Right. But I don't know what else to call it. I wish somebody would just start calling it different. But it needs to be so much more on the employee side, on what motivates them, what's what keeps their hopes and dreams and wishes going, and almost like reporting back to senior management. It's like, yes, we have this thing with policy and procedure. Yes, we have everything that I think companies have to do to cross their T's and dot their I's. But it's just like, I feel that most employees don't necessarily always get heard inside of the workplace. Yeah. I understand what you're saying, and I agree with that wholeheartedly. Maybe but on the flip hand it. side, we've hit this kind of crescendo, this point in work history where I almost feel like we are more the human resources or just culture is more concerned about the employees happiness and well-being and individual autonomy than they are about business itself. And that's a problem because they are employed because there is a business there to run. And so I constantly find myself splitting right down the middle of those two, employer and employee. Understand, but does that mean these organizations should have at minimal like an employee representative and employer representative and they're the ones that need to work things through because yeah, we, that's called unions. Well, no, no, <laughs> I understand this. I understand what you mean, but I mean, it's like, I think employees need to see at the table, but I think sometimes they're afraid to talk to HR. And I don't know if you remember, um, Charlie's angels, one of my most favorite movies ever, most well-produced movies ever. Really? The first one. <laughs> When Lucy Liu, I think you wa- just like the angels. <laughs> when Lucy Liu walks into that building in the elevator, and she's in her black leather outfit, and she goes, Whoosh, you know, and and it's like she's there to ship everybody up. And I feel like the employer thinks HR is there to do that. Like HR is Lucy Liu inside that movie. They're there to whip everybody together because, you know, it, you know the, the leadership team doesn't have the kahunas to do so. So we'll send HR to do it because they're the bulldog. Yeah. And I think that there's just like, I get it. I understand it. But there needs to be somebody speaking for the people as well. Why can't that be one and the same? I don't think most people can play good cop, bad cop very well. You are very good at it. I, I think I you play do a good cop, bad cop all the time. I think you're very good at it, but I, I think that takes an emotional toll on you personally. Sure. 
I think it takes an emotional toll on myself personally. <laughs> Why? Because of me? Yes, yeah, I'm the one that has to deal with you. <laughs> Is it that bad? <laughs> I am the sounding board at times. Sometimes you are. I am. Yeah. But vice versa. I mean, and 99% of the time, she does not take my advice. Thank God. So. <laughs> There's a reason. There's I a take reason. your advice a lot, actually. But just saying, though, I think HR needs to be redefined inside the marketplace. And I see these HR consultants out there. And I think, you know, we as a company, Soren Group, our organization and how we define HR is just so different. You know, I don't want to be known for the company that comes in and says, let's let's let you let's let us help develop your policies and procedures and your compliance and yitty, yitty, yitty. I mean, that's where it always starts out, though, but the, that's the, what, because that's what people can wrap their head around. Like, I think that's, that's what, what they can wrap their head that's around. That's what employers get. That's what they can see in black and white. That's what they know they need. That's what they can wrap their mind around. And well, it's not until. We're dealing with, with some real life issues right now with, with, some, with some clients and some employers that are having some real life people issues. Yeah. And it's not about compliance anymore. It's not about policy and procedure. It's about human beings. Well, ultimately, and, it never was. No. And I think they are struggling. And what's going on is that they are at the point where they know they have a problem. They know that they're dealing with this person or people that are having behavioral or emotional issues and they may or may not be working out inside their marketplace or their work, but they don't know how to deal with them. They're stuck. They're literally stuck. They don't know what to do. They have a person over there that is hurting, that needs help, that you know, but they are un unable to show compassion and empathy, the hard skills. Mm. They're unable to do so, and what they I ha I ha I see it flipped. Here we go all the Bad time cop. too, though. I see it flipped where they are compassionate, they are caring, they do want to do what's best for that employee. But they care so much that they're putting their business in jeopardy. I see and it. Flip, that I understand. The flip hand side is happening actually more often than your original point. It happens both ways. Yes, but. I'm seeing more and more that they have so much compassion and care and empathy for their employees that it's putting their entire team in jeopardy. And that, that's a problem yeah, as well. I agree. But what's a company going to do about that? What, what is an organization? What is a, and I'm thinking, you know, not from a client perspective and, and not from our, even our internal perspective, you know, how we deal with individuals and people. I'm thinking from a from a business, from a viable HR consulting company on how they want to enter the marketplace, go into business. Like if you were going to coach, you know, John Doe or Jane Doe, and that person says, Michaela, I really want to start my own HR consulting company. Um, what field quote unquote of HR should I go into? What would you recommend that they do? I think that's a loaded question. I think what, what their goal is in HR, what HR means to them. I think that it, it all, I mean, because there's several different areas of HR. There's recruiting, there's the policies and procedures, there's payroll, there's a um, there's hundred different avenues and functions that HR carries out, but what is it that they are interested right. in? I think HR, like, 
for me, I think HR most more closely re- resembles an accounting career of black and white than not. How so? I think that, you know, I think if, HR is anything but black and white. I think HR is anything but black and white, but that's what you and I believe that HR is as well. So, wow. <laughs> what did you just what, say? <laughs> if HR was divided, and I'm trying to do simple math here, it's late. If HR is divided mm-hmm. up into 16 different pieces. Yes. I think 14 pieces of it is black and white. I think you have policy, you have procedure, you have processes, you have hiring and firing and offboarding, you have payroll, you have very black and white procedures. And I think the other two are extremely gray. I agree with that. And that's why I think the the HR profession is more accounting-isk, black and white. However, 99% of the problems are that of the gray. <laughs> exactly. So it's like you have HR, if there's, someone's going to, going to have to correct me, but if there's 16 different types of HR, I mean, there's, there's payroll, there's processes, there's, there is, um, you know, compliance, there's, there's all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you have the human element. And that human element is the two little blocks over here. I'm not sure if Victoria can show this, but show like, you know, 14 black dominoes and two white ones over here or vice versa. And it's like the hard part of it, the 99% of HR that sucks is that last two dominoes. And that that is the most critical piece it is. for a business owner. But if you're going to consult with someone and say, hey, Mr. John Doe or hey, Miss Jane Doe, if you're going to consult in HR, you recommend what? I think the 14 dominoes can be solved very easily. Sure. I think sure. the services like Bambi or PEO or ADP or any mm-hmm. type of those those types of services out there, they can fit. They can fix 90% or maybe even 93% of the HR issues, but that last 7%, it takes someone special. Mm-hmm. And I think very few people have the ability to do that. Mm-hmm. I think counselors maybe i think behavioral health specialists maybe but even them it's too deep into it at that point mm-hmm. i think you need a really good people person to understand human behavior why did somebody do something like that why is a ceo being a jerk why is the employee not thinking so much of his of his or her coworkers? and that's where all the emotional stuff happens yep 100 percent. so where do we fit in as Soren Group? Where do we fit in there? We sometimes lead with, with that first 93% of it. Mm-hmm. Is it because that's what people know? It, well, like I said earlier, it's because that's what people can grasp. That's, the, that's what they can wrap their mind around. That's, when they, that's what they can check off their to-do list. Right. And it's that two percent that you're talking about right. the the real people issues the real root of the issues which i think everybody freaking avoids they avoid it they don't want to deal with it they don't know how to deal with it it takes time it takes effort it takes mental and emotional energy and it's not something that you cross cross off the list and move on i mean it's something that takes time and energy and emotion and it, it just never but, is done. <laughs> but I think, you know, I think we've hacked it, though. I, when we meet with people, when we speak to people, 
you know, when they call you on Sunday, when they call you on Saturdays, when they're texting you on Thursday evenings or, you know, at 5 a.m. on Wednesday mornings, you've hacked it because now they're at the point where they truly care what your opinion is and what your thought is in around those areas. It's not about, I mean, when they're texting you and calling you and calling the organization asking about certain things, it's not about compliance. No, never. Has never anything to do with the black and white. Well, maybe. (laughs) Maybe there's certain things, but at the end of the day, it's always about people. Yeah. So I think HR needs to be redefined into the point where it's not about compliance and policy because that's the easy stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. That's the easy stuff that people can do. That does not take a rocket scientist. You don't need to be, yes, sure, you can be certified, I guess, but you don't need to have, you know, you don't need to really showcase that as your strength, that you start with policy and procedure and process because that's that at that point is a red ocean. Everybody does it. Mm-hmm. What's really hard is that blue ocean piece of it where you're really good with people. Yeah. I think that really, really, yeah. I don't know. That's my viewpoint, I guess. And that's where I think watching you from afar these past several weeks, past several months has been, it's been the people side. It's been just dealing with people issues and you cannot deal with that over Zoom calls. You cannot always deal right. with those over voice conversation or text. It's like you have to be there in person, face to face, one on one. It's a very hard business to scale. It is. And unless you replicate. I'm trying to figure out how to scale it. Unless you replicate you or replicate the team, it's very difficult. Mm-hmm. And even going through the interview process of, of trying to hire me, we've had, I mean, I don't know how many applications come in for HR individuals for our company to join us. And mm-hmm. it's very difficult to weed them through because it's just like, yeah, you're smart, you have a degree, you have all this stuff. And by God, we don't really give a crap if there's a degree or not, but you have industries certifications over you know, certain standards, which some people think are important. But what's it going to be like when you're talking to Bob Jones about the guy or the gal that you're going to be letting go that you've never met and show utter compassion? Yeah. Yeah. It's a hard process. It's scary for me. (laughs) Yeah. Me too. I am. It makes me nervous too. Yep. I don't know. I know that this week starts our quarterly business review process, which mm, yeah. I, I know you're nervous about. I am nervous about that. Yeah. That's, a, that's a big couple weeks. It's a big few weeks here. I know on the IT side, I'm, I think Ben's going to be, you know, taking over a lot of those key points for me and kind of getting his sea legs going. So I think that'd be good on that piece of it. But mm-hmm. I know there's a process on the HR side that we have to work through and work out as well. Yep. So anyways, let us know your thoughts. You know, am I right? Am I wrong? Am I full of crap? I don't know. Usually I'm full of crap, but kind of want to fig- figure out what is the hard piece here with HR. And I guess um, feedback would be great. Yeah. Why not? Anything else? When are we going to talk about I- IT stuff? Okay. <laughs> How about just the me stuff? <laughs> See ya. All right.